Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful time. We bless you for this moment. We bless you for this Sunday, God. We bless you for what you have in your mind for us today. We bless you that when we come in your presence, we are encouraged. When we come in your presence, we are transformed. When we come in your presence, we are restored. We are healed. We are blessed. We are delivered. And we thank you that you are going to do all of that. Thank you that your presence is with us here, God. And we pray, God, that you bless your word today. We open our mind, our spirit, our hearts, ready to receive from you, God. We pray that you alone will speak to us. You alone will instruct us. You alone, you will edify our spirit. Thank you for your word. Anoint your word, God. And bless this moment. We pray that you alone will speak, not a man speaking. In Jesus' name we pray. And we say amen. Amen. Can you put your hand together for Jesus? You may be seated. God bless you. Are you happy this morning? Hallelujah. We thank God because this is a beautiful day that God has given to us. And we shall rejoice. We will be blessed. And God is going to speak to us through his words. Amen. When we come in his, his presence, he gives us encouragement. Because he's our lovely father. And I believe that God is going to encourage someone this morning. That person is you. I'm surprised you don't say amen. Amen. I said that person is you. (laughs) Hallelujah. My topic this morning is standing strong in the season of wilderness. I would like you to write what I will be speaking to you this morning because I like to teach. So I will give you certain information that I would like you to write them down and go back or meditate again on that. Amen? Standing strong in the season of wilderness. Hallelujah. There is a season of wilderness that can come in the life of every believer. But what I want to share with you this morning is to encourage you that even if you are in the season of wilderness, you are standing strong. Amen. So before we, we go further, I want you to understand, first of all, what do I mean by the season of wilderness? What is the meaning of that? I'll give you five definitions that I want to clarify what I call the season of wilderness. Number one, the season of wilderness is the season appointed by God for our spiritual development. Amen? It is a season appointed by God, not by men, not by the devil. It may look like something came from the devil, but it is a season appointed by God for our spiritual development. Amen. The season of witness is not a curse. Amen. It is not God's punishment. Like some people may think, but it is a season of spiritual development. It is not a curse. 
Luke speaks about Jesus. After he received the power of the Holy Spirit, he was led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. Not the devil sent him to the wilderness. It was the Holy Spirit, which means that it's a season appointed by God. Hallelujah. Definition number two, the season of wilderness is the testing time for your faith. It is the testing time for your faith. When you are going through a testing time, it is the season of wilderness. Jesus was brought in the wilderness to be tested, to test your faith. Number three, the season of wilderness can be also a spiritual battle, a challenge in your life, in your marriage, for example, challenge in your finances, in your body, in your business or your ministry. It can be called the season of wilderness. A challenge, a spiritual battle, a challenge in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your ministry, in what you are doing. That can be called also a season of wilderness. Number four now. The season of wilderness is the season where you feel like God's presence is very far from you. While indeed is still there with you. Hallelujah. It is the season that you feel like the presence of God is very far from you. But while indeed is not very far from you, it's still there with you. But you as human beings, you feel like God is far. Amen. You feel like he's not close to you. And sometimes in the season of witness, people begin to pray, God, draw me near to you. I want your presence. You, cast, you ask for his presence. You ask him to draw you near him. But indeed, we don't need to ask God to draw us near him. Amen. Because the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, God lives within you. You don't need to ask him to draw you near him. He's already inside of you. Hallelujah. It's already inside of you. The only thing that you have to know to do is to have the consciousness of his presence with you. When you ask the Lord, draw me near you, he tells you, my son, I'm already inside of you. All you have to do, you must be grounded in me. I don't need to draw you near me, but you need to be grounded in me because I, I live already inside of you. I am with you. Hallelujah. The season of witness number five is the season where God promises seem like a lie. Amen. Have you been in a season like that? That you, you begin to realize that God spoke to me many things. He promised me many things. I have dreams, I have vision, but what I'm going through is not the same. It's not in correlation with what God has spoken to me. It seems like God is a lie. I don't understand. God cannot lie. You understand? He promised me. He spoke to me, but I'm not seeing that happening. His promises seem to be like a lie, but God cannot lie. Hallelujah. You see people in the Bible like Gideon asking God. He said, all the things that our fathers have taught us, are they true? 
Because they told us how you delivered them in Egypt. How you, you, you separated the Red Sea into. How you, brought, you give them manna in the desert. Now we are suffering. Are you a true God or a false God? The season of witness is the season where the promises of God seem to be like a lie. Amen. You are questioning it. Number five. That was number five. Okay, I gave you all the five. No, number six. Let me give you another definition. Number six. The season of witness is the season where other people will begin to question your calling and your relationship with God. See, people around you, they, they start investigating on you. Are you really called by God? Are you really there by the will of God? What you are doing, you are in the witness. People, people are doubting. Are you really a Christian? If, if you were a true Christian, why this is happening to you? Amen. People can come close to you like the friend of Job, trying to investigate the situation. Are you really in alignment with God? Are you in the will of God, Job? What is going on in your life? You see, and then yourself, you don't have answers. This is the season of witness. You don't have answers, but people are trying to question your relationship with God, your integrity. They are doubting. They don't see any evidence that you are standing in the will of God. But while you are in the will of God, it is possible to fail in the will of God. It is possible to feel challenges, opposition, even in the midst of the will of God. Hallelujah. It is the season of what? Witness. Amen. But above all, the season of witness is a blessing. Hallelujah. It is a blessing. It is a time of spiritual development. It is a time you can deeply understand what God meant when he said to Paul, my grace is so sufficient for you. you. You may read it in the Bible, but you don't understand it. For you to understand that, you must go in the wilderness. Then you will understand the value of God's grace. That really the grace of God is so sufficient. When you don't understand how I will wake up tomorrow. How am I going to finish this month? How am I going to solve this situation? You don't know. You, you, there is no answer. Everything is so blind, so black. But you at the end experience something happening. You realize that God is so good, he's so faithful God. And the grace of God is so sufficient. Only the grace can sustain you in the season of wilderness. Hallelujah. And we don't need to run away for that season. We don't need to give up. It is a process. God is working in our life. Hallelujah. So the season of witness, it is a blessing for us. Amen. So after all the explanation I gave, just to define the season of witness, if you realize as you are sitting here that you are in that season of witness, this morning, God brought me here to lift you up. Amen. But if you don't find yourself in that season now, God brought me this morning to prepare you, to tell you that that season will come. Whether you like it or no, it will come. Because the season of wilderness always comes before the promised land. You cannot enter the promised land without passing through the wilderness. If you are not there now, I guarantee you, you will be there one day. Hallelujah. So you need to learn from what I'm saying this morning, what I'm sharing with you this morning. It will help you. Amen. So let's take this point. How to come out victorious from 
the season of wilderness. You may be in that season, but you will not stay there forever. You will not stay there all your life. You will come out, but other people are coming out defeated. Other people are coming out of the wilderness victorious. And God's desire for you is for you to come out victorious. Amen. Can you say victorious? It's God's plan for you. He wants you to come out of the season of witness victorious with testimonies of his glory. And you can encourage other people with the experience that you learn in the season of witness. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. I want us to read it. Ephesians 6 verse 10. We're going to read it first in New King James Version. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. That was the final instruction. Above all, my brothers, this Paul speaking to the church, say, be strong in the Lord. God wants you to have mental, emotional, and spiritual strength to withstand fear and strong and stand strong in the season of wilderness. It's God's desire for you. He wants you to be strong mentally. He wants you to be strong spiritually. He wants you to be strong emotionally so that when you are in the season of witness, you can stand strong. And when fear comes to attack your life, you can stand strong. You need to be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Strong in the Lord. So you must learn how to build the spiritual strength. Amen. Amen. Every believer must learn how to develop spiritual strength. There are certain things in your life you will never, God will not give you that until you develop spiritual strength. You develop spiritual capacity. You develop spiritual muscles. You understand? You exercise yourself until you build up muscles in the spiritual. Things that belong to you, you will be able to carry them. Amen. Amen. You understand? When, When you see a baby, sometimes we see babies at the church, they put them in the pram, they bring them at the church. The, the father would never say that this pram is for me. It's for who? For the baby. But you can never tell that baby to carry it. Why? The baby does not have the strength. When you bought it, you did not buy it for you. You bought it for your child. But you cannot tell that child to carry it. Why? It does not have the strength. The same thing with God. There are things that belong to you. But God cannot put them in your hand because you don't have the strength to carry them. So he needs to send you in the season of training to, to help you to build up spiritual strength to carry what God is giving, responsibility, graces, many things. Amen. So I want to strengthen yourself now. Point number one. You must draw your strength only from God. This is the first secret. How can I build the spiritual strength? You get to draw your strength only from God. Not from men, but from God. Not from your success, but from God. Not from your finances, but from God. Draw your strength, not from your education, 
not from your background. There are other people, they draw their strength from people. They want people to encourage them. They want people to tell them that you are right, you, you are doing well, carry on. Without the motivation of people, they are so down. But you need to draw your strength from God because people can deceive you. People can die. People can turn their back to you and go. One day you remain alone, but God will never turn his back. He's always with you. You need to draw your strength from God. It's not that until you see money in your hand, and then now you are, you are now strengthened. You are now motivated. No, I, 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 my faith is on because you see you have money. No, you can't draw your strength from money in your hand. Hallelujah. Draw your strength from God. It's not because you own a degree. You say, no, because I have those, this degree, I believe that I can make it in life because of you draw your strength from your degrees. No, draw your strength from God. Hallelujah. God is the source of strength. You cannot build your strength. Counting on your background because I'm coming from this community. I have privilege because I'm coming. No, because my background is like this. I cannot be strong. You draw your strength from God, not from any other source. Hallelujah. The Lord must remain your only source of strength. Let's read the same scripture that I gave before in the Amplified Version. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. See what the Amplified Version says. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which is boundless might provide. Hallelujah. So you must learn to draw your strength in him. From your union with God. Is what he said. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union. You understand? You are one with God. Through your union with God, there are things that you can receive. You can actually draw strength from your union with the Lord. You get to realize that by receiving Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you became one with God. Hallelujah. You understand? And from that union, you can draw strength. Knowing that I'm not alone. I am with Jesus. You know, when you receive Jesus in your life, most of the time we think that he came to change our lives. Sometimes we preach people, so no, as you receive him, he's coming to change your life. He's coming to transform your life. But it's not indeed what, what we mean. It, when you receive him, he does not come to change your life. When you receive him, he exchanges his life with your life. It's not changing. It is exchanging. There's a difference between change and exchange. So in our mind, we think too much about change. Jesus is coming to change my life. No, Jesus gave his life for you. He took your life. He gave you his life. This is what we call divine exchange. Hallelujah. It's not changing you, but he's, he's giving you his entire life. You become him. You live like his life. You talk his life. You understand? You receive everything that is in him. And if you believe that and you are conscient of that, you can see the manifestation. 
What is blocking other people because we are not conscient of what happened to us through salvation? We think, oh, no, I'm still the old person. I'm still... No, Jesus gave you his life, his body. When he was here on earth, there's no scripture that said that Jesus had flu. Oh, Jesus had fever. Have you ever read that? He was 100% human being and 100% God. Hallelujah. He was also walking on the street facing wind like everyone. Hallelujah. We see other people in the Bible like Peter, mother-in-law was also sick. She had fever. But Jesus never been sick with the same body like me and you. And then he said, when you receive me as my Lord and Lord Savior, I exchange my life with you. I live in you. You receive the Zoe life of God. You receive the life of Jesus in you. Hallelujah. You can draw your strength by this knowledge, knowing that it is not me that lives, but Jesus lives in me. It motivates you. Hallelujah. Through your union with him, you receive strength to fulfill your destiny. You receive strength to complete your rest here on earth. You receive strength to achieve big things. You receive strength to resist the enemy and any kind of fear through your union with Jesus. You understand that? We draw our strength from him. Amen. The second way to strengthen yourself, number two, learn to pray mostly in the spirit. Hallelujah. Learn to pray mostly in the spirit or praying in tongues. Very good. Some people are against that. But it is a blessing that God has given to us. He blesses us with heavenly language that we can use to communicate with him. Because when you are very down, you are emotionally down. You don't know what to say now. Even the things that you say, you are saying things that you are doubting yourself. Sometimes you are hesitating to say them. You say, I used to say this every time. How many times did I pray this same prayer? How many times did I repeat the same prayer? I'm sick and tired of repeating this. Now, pray in the spirit. Let him pray correctly for you. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 4. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. When you pray in the Spirit, you don't edify the church, but you edify yourself. You are strengthening yourself inside as you pray in the Spirit. Another scripture is in the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. Jude 1, 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. You see how you build yourself up? You build your faith up through praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, you change the atmosphere around you. You set your faith on fire. Hallelujah. Something is building up. Your faith is developed when you, the Holy Spirit prays through you. The Bible says that faith comes from what we are hearing. You understand? We receive faith from the word of God, but faith is not developed from the word of God. You understand? Faith comes from the word of God, but it's not developed from the word of God. It comes from the word of God. It's developed through prayer. You understand? Through prayer. In the spirit, 
you are building, you are setting that faith on fire. And your faith is activated, not through the word of God. It's activated as you put it in action. You develop it. You increase it. You understand? So you need to understand that as you pray in the spirit something, there is a fire burning inside of you. That fire is consuming fear. That fire is consuming the root of doubts. The root of incredulity are burning inside of you. And after a few minutes, you feel something coming in you. Now it's the Holy Spirit taking over. The flesh is now silent. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking in you. You are hearing the voice of God inside of you. You are encouraged. When you are in the season of witness, learn to pray in the Spirit. Say amen to that. Amen. Learn to communicate. Let the Holy Spirit take over in your life. Hallelujah. Because your faith is energized when you pray in the Spirit. And it is developed when you put it in action. Hallelujah. Amen. And you, we must learn how that there are certain levels of anointing, of grace, that God is withholding from us until we build the strength that is required for the kind of challenges and attacks that come with this kind of anointing. Amen. Amen. I want to repeat what I said now. There are certain anointing, certain levels of anointing, certain levels of grace, of opportunities, of resources, of connection that God is withholding from us until we build the strength required for the kind of challenges attached to this kind of anointing. Every level has specific challenges. Hallelujah. And the Lord will like you to, to grow spiritually, to build a certain capacity. You understand? When the Lord is blessing you, the devil is not happy. He will not applaud you will see that there is a new season coming in your life. Even when God is elevating you in the spiritual, not only angel will notice that. Even demon will notice that. That this person is elevated in the spirit now. And they know what kind of attacks to bring against you. Hallelujah. And the Lord wants you to be strong. And sometimes he can return certain grace to release them until we carry the strength is required to stand against the challenges. Hallelujah. There are certain adversities attached to certain levels of anointing. We don't need to forget that. Amen. There are adversities attached to your calling, attached to your destiny. The Apostle Paul went to the, a city, he said that an effective door is open to me in the city. To preach the gospel of Jesus. But there are a lot of adversaries. He was there by the will of God. And God opened the door. But even though it was God who opened the door. But there were a lot of adversaries. You understand? You need to be strong in the spirit. God can open a door of marriage. But after three months. The, 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 the attack of divorce comes. You need certain strength to remain in that marriage. You need strength to remain in that business. You need spiritual strength to remain in that ministry. To remain in the church where God has blessed you. Hallelujah. Without that, we will always keep running away. 
Amen. You need strength to stand the adversities of the new season. And I believe that we are in a new season in our family. Do you believe that? We receive the prophetic word given to us. Arise and shine. For your time has come. The glory of God has risen upon us. This is the prophetic word for the season. We are called to arise and to shine. But you get to be very clever, very prudent. That when you are arising, when you are shining, when the glory came, even demons are seen that the glory has come in that place. He will try to shake us. He will try to test us. He will try to bring us down. But you cannot go down. You believe this is my season to shine. The glory of God is upon us. I'm not afraid of the manipulation of the enemy. I'm not afraid of the adversity. I stand strong in the wilderness. For I know this is a new season. Hallelujah. It is a new season. So you can't just enjoy, oh, we are in the new season. But you have to know the new season comes with the new challenges of the season. We need to be prepared to that. Sometimes we just take the prophecy on the positive side. We don't prepare ourselves on the adversity. Oh, no, God said this. It will happen only like this. We will enjoy it so easily like this. We will enter that level so easily like this. No, every new season comes with the challenge of the season. When you are in winter times, other people like winter. So, oh, we are now in winter, it's good. But winter also comes with the challenges of winter time. When you complain too much about winter, summer will come. And then we say, the challenges of summer. There's no season without challenge. Even in the natural. But people need to prepare. You understand? When winter comes, cold will come to attack you. But you need to have your own jacket. You need to buy certain jerseys, other stuff. You, you buy them. Why? Because you know, even though I like that season, but there are challenges attached to that season, it is my responsibility to be prepared that the season will not destroy me. Hallelujah. So we need strength. If we don't have enough strength, we will fall. Proverbs 24 verse 10 says, Proverbs 24 say, uh, 10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, it means what? Your strength is small. <laughs> you understand? When you say, Pastor, I'm so down. I don't know what to do. I feel like just giving up. I don't know. I can't even pray anymore. First, it is an indication. Your strength is too small. That's why you are crying. <laughs> That's why you fall. So if you tell that, I just send you the message. Proverbs 24:10. Read it. You are crying because your strength is too small. You want to give up because your strength is too small. So the day of adversity will come, but it must, that day must have found you with enough strength to say, I stand strong in the wilderness. I will not give up. I will not change my mind. I know God is with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are strong. And number three, how to build up your spiritual strength. Number three, do your best to know God personally. Amen. Do your best to know God personally. You cannot walk out victorious from the season of wilderness if you don't have the knowledge of God. Being strong in the spirit is also the result of your experiential knowledge of God. Being strong in the spirit, I repeat that, is also a result 
of your experiential knowledge of God. You cannot be strong in the spirit if you don't have experiential knowledge of God. Not intellectual knowledge, but you know God by experience. You have an encounter with God. From those encounters, you build conviction. You become strong in the spirit because of your knowledge of God. The book of Daniel speaks about that. Let's read it. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Those who wickedly against the covenant, it shall corrupt with flattery. Look at the last phrase. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. You understand? The people who will be strong are the people who know their God. So the knowledge of God is the source of spiritual strength. When you know God experientially, you have the experience with God, your spiritual strength will be multiplied. No matter what you are facing, you don't change your mind because you know the God. The people who know the God, they shall be strong and they will do great exploits. Hallelujah. The devil is not afraid of the power that you carry. Amen. You may pray, you fast, you have more fire in you, you have the anointing. The devil is not afraid of that fire that you carry. He's not afraid of the power that you carry. Because him also has power. God did not take the power out of him. He chased him with the power. The devil knows power. He carries power. Demons have power. So he's not, he's not intimidated first by the power. He's not impressed by your power, the power that you carry. The devil is afraid of your knowledge. When he found knowledge in you, he's afraid. Amen. You got that? Power is important. I'm not against that. Power is important. We, we resist the devil with the power of God. We need to pray to carry the power. But above all, you need the knowledge of God. Because the devil knows power. But the devil does not have the revelation of God. The devil can quote scriptures, but the devil cannot catch the spirit in the scriptures. When he came to Jesus, you see Jesus, he prayed how many days? 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says that he came out full of power. He fasted Jesus, the son of God. He carried power. But what amazed me, when he came out of that 40 days of fast, the first person he met was not an angel. The first person he met was not God himself. He did not meet with God. He was coming from God's presence 40 days and 40 nights. Coming out of that presence of God. Coming out of the place of prayer. He just walked on the road. The first person came, Mr. Satan. Hi, sir. How are you doing? The first one came to greet him, to confront him, was the devil. But the Bible says that he was full of power. The devil was not afraid of that power to tempt him. Despite of the power, he came to tempt him. Despite of the power, he took him on the high hill. <laughs> Jesus, the devil did that. He's not afraid of your power. But Jesus won not because of the power, because he had the knowledge of God. The devil was using scriptures 
And the, Jesus was bringing the revelation in the scriptures to resist him. You understand that? So we need to know God. We need to know, to, to go deeper. Ask the Lord, I want to have an encounter with you. I want to know, reveal yourself to me. You cannot know God from yourself. You know God only when God reveals himself to you. Hallelujah. So the people who are strong in the wilderness are people who have the knowledge of their God. Hallelujah. They know, like, like Job knew that my Redeemer is alive. He had the knowledge of God. He knew that even at the last minute, this God will show up. His friends could criticize him. His wife told him, you can just curse God and die. He did not do that because he had the knowledge of his God. And he called him my Redeemer. That was the relationship. Hallelujah. So when there is no knowledge, the devil will destroy you. If right now you find yourself in the city of witness, where you are crying, where you feel like God promises seems to be like a lie, when you are doubting many things, do what I'm telling you here. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't forget this point. Amen. Now point number, number four. Number four. It should be the last one. Learn to speak to your soul, but don't dwell in your soul. Learn to speak to your soul. How can I overcome? How can I walk out victorious from the season of wilderness? During that period, learn to speak to your soul, but don't dwell in your soul. Your soul is the seat of your emotion. Don't dwell in your emotion, but speak to your soul. Because if you let your soul control you, you will fail in that season. Your emotion will bring you down. But you need to take control to say, I'm a spiritual being. My spirit must stand above my soul. My spirit must take control of my body. I don't want to speak what I feel in my body. I speak what is in my spirit. The spirit is taking control. In the season of witness, every day, speak to your soul. Instruct your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look what David did. David was a man who knew how to live in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And he knew how to speak to his soul. Psalm 103, let's read it from verse 1 to verse 5. I would like all of us to read this one, one by one. Amen. This one is verse 1. Let's read 1, 2, 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. He's speaking to his soul. Amen. Say, my soul, bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefit. He was speaking to his soul. Say, my soul, I know that I'm in the wilderness. I know there are a lot of enemies around me. I know they, they, they want to kill me. But I want you to bless the Lord. And never forget the benefit of God. Remember every details, everything God has done in my life. 
Even when I was young, even when I was far from my family, the Lord was with me. I don't want you, my soul, to forget the blessings of the Lord that I've enjoyed yesterday. I don't want you, my soul, to forget the visitation of God 10 years ago. I don't want you, my soul, to forget what God has done for me last year. To keep pushing me to complain about what I don't have now. You, my soul, I speak to you. Don't forget the benefit of God. Is speaking to his soul. Because your soul will deceive you. With a, where is God? You always go there to pray. You, you are reading scriptures. You are quoting them. Is there anything happening to you? Where is your faith? Are you sure that you are in the will of God? He's telling you in the present. Look what you are feeling now. Look this morning. Did you pray? Is there anything happening? Is God telling you something? Tell my soul, no, he's not telling me something now, but five years ago, God spoke to me. I remember what he did last year. I remember that time I was involved in that accident, how the Lord came through. I remember when I was in the hospital that time, how the Lord came through. I know when I had this financial challenge seven years ago, the Lord came through. My soul, don't let me forget the goodness of God over my life. When you remember his goodness in the time of wilderness, you will walk out victorious. Amen. Hallelujah. You will walk out victorious. And verse 3, he said what? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your disease? He's speaking to the soul. Remember, this God forgives all your iniquities. This God heals all my disease. Verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with love, kindness, and tender mercies? You see, the way he was speaking about this God, he was training his soul. Maybe, maybe you, my soul, you, you don't understand. Maybe you forgot. But from my spirit, I'm reminding you this God. From my spirit, I'm instructing you to know this God. He's a God who can forgive our iniquity. He's a God who can heal all our disease. He's a God who can protect us from destruction. This is the God that I'm serving. I want you to remember that. He was extracting his soul. You must learn to speak loudly to your soul. When the voice of the flesh is speaking too loud in you, you speak the word of God over the voice of the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, verse 5, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Oh, you see, he was telling his soul this kind of stuff. This God is able to make you young. <laughs> He's able to renew your strength. Even when you feel like, this morning I don't feel like, uh, all this time my legs are like, it seems like it's not my legs. I feel my back, I feel my neck. I have my head when I sleep, I'm losing memory every time. All this stuff. Tell your soul, my God is able to renew my strength, to renew my youth. To, to, to forgive my sin. He's able to, to deliver me from destruction, even to deliver me from death. In the witness, you are speaking to your soul. Don't, don't let your soul speak to you. Don't dwell in your soul. Dwell in your spirit where the word of God resides. Hallelujah. So when you develop all this, your life cannot be the same. Hallelujah. I know you may be, if you know, Pastor, I was in the witness, but I came here to encourage you. Came here to uplift you. Came here to tell you, don't quit. Don't give up. We are in a good season. There are great things coming on our way. And the Lord is training us to build spiritual stamina to all the grace, the position, 
the rank, the mantle, the things that is bringing on our life. And we need to endure the season of witness. And we need to learn from that season. We need to know this God that we are serving. And most of the time, the devil comes, try to bring us down. But the Lord is uplifting you. Can you stand up where you are? This Sunday is your Sunday. Hallelujah. You know, in the sense of witness, you, you, you need to remain. The Bible says one of the ways also to, to, to renew your strength, to, to build the spiritual strength, is to wait on the Lord. Isaiah said, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So waiting on God, you, you sit there, you know God is in control. And my heart is in peace. The devil comes to take away our spiritual energy. You know when you are facing challenges, it's throwing you down. It's taking away your energy spiritually. And sometimes you say, Pastor, I I, I want to pray, but I don't feel that strength. I'm so touched in my heart. I don't know what to do. Hallelujah. But the Lord wants you to go back home, blessed, restored, uplifted. Hallelujah. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.